This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. What is that up in the sky? It's a bird. It's a plane. Wait, no way. Is that Shyler and Tat? It sure is. Shyler and Tat are here to save the day. You've been fighting for it all. Welcome back to Shyler and Tat Save the World. Save the world. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I should have had headphones. Tat, you've been killing it lately. I just got to say how much I appreciate you for doing the things you do. You know, doing the things I do. I try to do what I can do when I can do it. Is my levels good? Yeah. Okay. Do you want me to up them? Nope, nope. I just don't have headphones on. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm a rebel daddy. Well, um, so we had the auction on Wednesday. And so I, I'm not used to sharing my studio, which I'm going to have to get used to that. But I, uh, whenever I come in, Robert is so sweet and considerate because he doesn't remember where I leave my levels on a daily basis. So mm. when I come back in on Thursday morning after the auction. They're all over the place. Everything's just off. Like every, every, like my little knobs are all the way down at like the lowest volume setting. So I have to like trial and error in the morning, which very time sensitive so work first thing in the morning. This is all sort of honest. So I haven't been to the new studio. So is it just one studio for all of us? No, we've got, we've got four studios. So we've got like main control okay. um, or master control studio which is you know where um, nick is recording currently yes um we've got the talk of course st- brian has his own studio yes he's got the talk studio which is the biggest studio because he has guests that come on on his morning show all mm-hmm. the time and it is a gorgeous space it's like the corner office he's got all the windows it's absolutely amazing Boom. we've got like a production studio which mm-hmm. is going to be um like you know espn we're going to well, run we produce not espn i'm so sorry it's uh fox fox sports we just switched that over. I need to oh, okay. watch I didn't know that. All right. We learned that together. <laughs> no, we've got Fox Sports that will share the production studio. And then um, Hot 105.5, Y103, and Decatur's Country Home 95Q will share a FM studio. But the cool thing is we are just going to be, I mean, we're going to be able to be anywhere Boom. in any of these studios and make the magic happen because everything's going to be very interconnected and mm-hmm. streamlined. And I'm okay. just really, really excited. I haven't been over there. That's why I asked. And I just heard, I'm like, sure, in a studio. Well, it's it's cool because we're just going to have so much more space. Okay. Like, even though we're cutting our space by a lot, mm-hmm. we're just utilizing it. Do you it. hear what you just said? No. <laughs> you said we could. We're yeah. gonna have more space, but even though we've got, yeah, I know it's weird because <laughs> we're we've consolidated to a smaller space, but uh-huh. because we're using it smarter, okay, like in a, in a more, more efficiently, pre- exactly. Boom. So it's gonna end up feeling like more space. Like when I walked in, I was like, okay, so we've got a conference room, mm-hmm. we've got like the sales floor. Like there's no offices. Like the only people that are gonna have offices, I think, are the big dogs. I think it's just Robert and Carolyn. Boom. So everybody else is just going to like have a shared space. I'm sure Kathy will have a, an office, obviously. But I mean, it's it's like the PDs are going to share like a floor space. That mm-hmm. way we can work with one another. And especially over the past year when we've been <laughs> quarantined Divided. from everybody yeah. else, it's going to be really nice to just be able to be in the same 
vicinity. space and just be, hey, hey, I got a question about X, Y, Z. You know, Suave does um, his promos, the way he he programs his station. He It sounds so good. Mm-hmm. And here I am. A, I'm a baby program director. I haven't quite gotten to his level yet. He's been in the game for a long time. But I always make a point to like listen to his promos to try to learn from him. Boom. And can I say just how excited I am to be able to like sit next to him and be like, hey, will you show me how to do that? How do you do all the things that you do that make your station sound amazing? Because I just kind of wing it. Hey, we're all winging it in life. Well, I shouldn't say that I wing it. I I learn learn from my- I wing it. Very educated peers. I'm winging it right now. (laughs) Wing that thing. We have have been winging the podcast thing. Oh, yeah. Listen to what we're talking about right now. We're winging this. <laughs> this was so intimidating when I first was like, let's do a podcast. I got I just missed working with Tat so much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was just like, I'm I miss, do a I podcast work with so you we can too. do this. You were the highlight of the uh, morning show. Me and you, baby. Oh, yeah. We had so much fun. Yes. Sorry, Chris. You were, you no, were Chris fun was too. Fan. But <laughs> hey, Chris made us sound like superstars, superstars that we are. So oh, shout dude. out to Chris for sure. It, and it, it's funny because I still get people that come up to me on the streets that are like, man, I miss Chris Shiler and Tat in the morning. Mm-hmm. I love Brooke and Jeffrey, but I really do miss you guys. It was a lot of hard work, though. Absolutely. You remember we had to stay like an hour after and show prep for the next like For the next month. Oh, <laughs> man. Remember and when I, it was icing? You slipped on your car? That has nothing to do with anything. Oh, I do remember that. Oh, yeah. you mean like Tuesday morning when it snowed? <laughs> Shiler came in one day at the morning show. Like, I just slipped on ice under my car. Yeah. <laughs> Backside was all wet. <laughs> Almost like like that penguin, <laughs> just like slips and slides. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, and don't let her be late. All oh, the panic on your face, girl. Oh, the embarrassment. Like I'm so sorry, you have my alarm clock. <laughs> <laughs> well, keep in mind, at that point in time, I was bartending. Yeah, you had like three jobs. So like the nights before, I wouldn't get home until you yeah, know you only 2:30, had two or three, three o'clock yeah. in the morning, and, and then had I had to be, to be here, here like at four or five o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Yeah, no later than six. It was funny because um, Kathy came in the other morning and she was like, oh, are you excited? So, spoiler alert, I'm, I'm moving into my new home Yes, today. congratulations on that. Thank you. I'm really excited. Um, yeah, yeah, you Kathy, should be. <laughs> Kathy made the, the point that I'm going to have to get up extra early to make it, you know, to drive from Mount Zion yeah, from to Mount Decatur. Zion here. And especially, you know, when the winter and everything else, she's like, you're going to have to get up extra early to make it on to work on time. And yeah. I'm like, oh, you didn't think about that. I'm did so you? glad that we're having this conversation because I don't know if I'm going to keep coming in early like that. Yeah. Especially because your girl is building a studio in my house. Yeah. I don't need four bedrooms. I need three bedrooms and, and a, a studio. studio. <laughs> yeah. I'm doing the same thing. The same. thing. Are you really? Yeah. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah. Oh, you could host your own podcast and just have like guests come in. Yeah, I can do that. That's that's my plan. That's your plan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to do like um like. Mm, don't talk. Don't say it out loud. Okay. Just. I would like to do an independent project. Yeah. Because I want it to be like um, honestly, I want it to be like um like a wine driven podcast. Which you just want to drink some wine. Now that I say this out loud, I'm. You sound like an alcoholic. I sound like a white girl. <laughs> yeah. That's the whitest white thing you've said all day. I just think it would be cool to do like a Wednesday podcast that's like wind down Wednesday. You know, something oh, along yeah. those lines where, um, you know, me and a friend or me and a guest can crack open a crack open a bottle of wine. <laughs> 
pop open a pop bottle. Pop open. <laughs> you cracking bottles over there? <laughs> I, over I, people's head. I usually drink out of cans. <laughs> so crack. Cracking a cock up. What is that? It's wine in the can, baby. Like finish a I'm bottle fancy. of wine with a friend and just talk oh, about whatever stuff. Yeah, exactly. And just just kind of have that creative outlet to be able to talk about things that we want to. Because that's that's one thing. I love this podcast and I love having these conversations well, with it's you. It's deep. She gets heavy. Hey, all the time. Like today. <laughs> Segway. Yeah, I want to talk about um, how your mental health is doing, how you are feeling. Because I know it's been a tumultuous well, time. Well, it's, it's one thing. It's always a tumultuous time. It's always gotta, a There's never and always. People always say that these times, every time in history is always, these times are worse than the last. Uh, but it's it's like, one of those it's things. The same. It's the same. That's what it is. Rinse, it's, repeat. It's, it's, it's the exact same. Like we had the verdict, uh, uh, Derek Chauvin, um, what was that on Monday? It was. Yeah, it was on Monday. Um, and the verdict came back, guilty on all three charges. Fantastic. Never been done before in the history of a police officer being convicted and charged with all charges presented to him, uh, especially against a black individual yeah. for the murder of a black person. So that's wonderful. Now it's it's waiting for the sentencing. Um, uh, and it's one of those things that people like, but aren't you guys satisfied? Like. He got convicted. No. Absolutely, mother flipping not. All right. If there is a, not a significant sentencing to the crime of murdering uh, an individual, like you would give to anyone else, no, it hasn't. So uh, we 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 celebrate it in that moment. Uh, but if it takes a global pandemic, uh, a video showing a police officer murdering a man millions of people in marches across the six continents for justice to be served then we are far from where we need to be if that's what it takes for black people to receive justice we are nowhere near where we need to be and no and then right after that we see the that same day uh with the 16-year-old black girl who got uh, shot four times and killed. Um, that situation. I mean, all of these situations really pissed me off and upset me. But as someone who owns firearms to defend mm-hmm. myself and to protect myself and my family, and the fact that she was being jumped by adult women and had a knife yeah. to protect herself and she got got. She got, and she was the one that called the police. She called the police for help because she was being attacked and yeah. assaulted. And, and then, then the cops were like doing the people's job that came there to hurt her. And Unreal. My, and my thing is, it was a violent scene. Uh, I just recently seen the, the footage uh, last night. It was a violent scene, but the the thing is, we're not saying don't do what needs to be done as far as uh, de-escalating the situation. If you have a Kyle Ritter who just murdered a man with an AR-15 and blew off another man's arm, and he can walk up to the police squad car with his gun still smoking and not receive any anything, and then for a black girl who has a knife and fighting 
okay? Mm-hmm. Not condoning fighting and, and having a knife to whatever. But um, but she dies. You know, that's that's what that's what we continue to. It's the seeing black individuals as first of all as adults, as criminals, and as dangerous because that's what's been fed to our culture and society as a whole. You don't see black and brown children as black and brown children. You see them as just black. Yeah, potential. Potential, criminals. and they're doing something wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, they're more aggressive and violent. You know, we got to put them down. Um, uh, I just seen a series where uh, a white girl was talking to her black friend, a male friend, and they were talking about their experiences of being pulled over and how he got pulled over. And immediately a white uh, female police officer came to his car with her her gun already out, her gun already out. Uh, several more police officers pulled up. It was like four or five of them. Got him out the car, no resistance or anything, because they said that he had a warrant out for his arrest. Go back to the car. Oh my God, I'm so sorry. This is the wrong, had the wrong black dude. She come up and then uh, we apologize. And you see him walk back to his car. I am so sorry. There was a a mix up in the, but that, that could have been a life or death situation. Not only that, but that is a traumatic experience that that when you have done nothing yeah well i mean i mean think about it if Uh, a warrant if you were ever held at any kind of point you know knife point gun point even at taser point like and someone's shouting at you get out of the car we're searching your vehicle we're doing that like if if that's a traumatic experience that can literally cause you physical harm internally oh most definitely then for the the white friend was like, well, my experience, it, it it shows my privilege because as a white female, when the police pulled me over, she said, I was like, what are you, like I had the the uh, the audacity and then I'm getting emotional. And I'm like, just give me a minute. And then the police officer actually gave me a minute to, as I, as I look for my license and registration in my purse, the officer went back to the car and just allowed me to go through my purse and 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 collect myself. That shit is unheard of. Yeah. For a black person to have, oh, oh, I'll give you a moment. Yeah, that would never happen. Never happen. But since she's a a white a white female who's emotional about this and let me find it and I'm just I mean, that's been my experience, too, when yeah. I've been pulled over. When I get pulled over, I mean, it's... It's not seen as a threat. It's it's a joke, yeah. almost. You know, I mean, there's been several... You know, honestly, there's been more situations when I've been pulled over, which hasn't been a, a ton of times. Yeah. But each time I've been pulled over, it's been a very casual, ha, 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 slow the hell mm-hmm. down. Who do you think you are? Dale Earnhardt, you know, You're or, crazy girl. Yeah, You're crazy. it's like you, you know, you were yeah. going about eighty-five in a forty-five. You really need to slow your ass down. It's then just for like a black um, person get pulled <laughs> over for a warrant for his arrest that doesn't exist. Yeah, and I walk to your car with my gun drawn. See, that's that's reckless to me. But I mean, it's like I explained to my husband because you know we've been watching. Uh, we you know we watched the results and we were watching uh, the news mm-hmm. and seeing the celebrations and. Um, and the reactions and I turned to my husband and I was like, 
it took more time for my husband to learn to be a barber than it takes for cops to, to become be cops. cops. Yes, absolutely. Like that's not even like us just saying social justice. It's a fact. Like yeah. they're and then they're trained not to de-escalate. They're, they're trained to perceive things as threats and particular environments and well, individuals and I, and I completely understand you know they are doing jobs that I don't I don't want to do no. I don't want to do what they do I don't want to 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 put myself in precarious and dangerous potentially dangerous situations but at the same time I trust them to not create yeah. those situations as well and if it takes more training in order to get them to that level that's a, what we yes. that's what we need to be redirecting our our money towards. They don't need assault rifles and they don't need um rocket launchers and tanks and Exactly. The the riot gear, what they did to to the Black Lives Matter peaceful protests and escalated them into once, riots. Once again, if you didn't go out in a full-on assault with the storming of the Capitol, yep. be damned if you run up to a peaceful, peaceful with any type of body on. If that if any, once again, we said this on life, if any day it was time for you to lock and load was that day. Yeah. And once again, you you even proceed and treated white terrorists to allow them to run amok on the on the capital of our nation. Yeah. And go home and then eventually just pick and choose, you know, well not pick and choose, but then we don't even know what the sentences are for that. Going yeah. find people, because once again, if 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 it was black and brown folks, it would have been the bloody Wednesday. Oh yeah, it would have been a mess. It would have been a a a beginning of a true civil war. You yeah. feel me? Uh, part two, because it, it wouldn't have been allowed, and that's what that's the the uh, the unequal justice. Uh, when they say the justice system is blind, no, that bitch can see. Yeah, <laughs> it's like <laughs> pointed we s- out. Yeah, it's like we've said from the get-go, the justice system and every every piece of this horrible, horrible puzzle is is exactly what it's meant to be and what it was it's designed working. to do. It's designed That's that way. That's the problem. That's why we say we have to start from mother-flipping scratch. It's the whole tree, baby. Yep. When it's rooted in racism, when when I just seen an interview with, with Nate Park, I shared it on my uh Tap Facebook page, but he had beautifully explained it of how the history of policing was was by making sure slaves stayed in a place. Yep. They come off the property. If they try to run, if they try to leave, you're either going to get killed or we're going to bring you back and publicly beat your ass. And make an example. Make an example of you. Yeah. And that's what's continued to go. Either we're just going to kill you or we're going to make and put you in jail for marijuana for 30 years in front of everyone. You know, it's the same. It's just modernized. It's modernized. It's modernized slave patrol. And that's, and and that's, and then if you see a black person outside of their neighborhood, what you doing here? Yeah. Policing. Yeah. It's suspicious. Why are you, why are you in this neighborhood? Oh, I live right here. You live here. How'd you get that house? Drug money? But what? Ew. You know, it's 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 that it's it continues to to happen, you know, uh, and once we all block, oh, it's a it's a tree that's 
a racist tree <laughs> that sometimes yeah. produces good. But once again, you can't have good apples if they don't protect those who are. Well, and that's and that's the problem. It's not necessarily the apples that are good. I think you get I think you get birds. I think you get birds that flock to this tree that are like, man, this is this is a, a nasty ass tree. <laughs> and I I'm gonna I'm gonna try to fix it. I'm gonna build a nest here. I'm gonna make it better. Okay, and then they that- just end up dying yeah or they become bad themselves like yeah. and it just spreads it's it like spreads. cancer you have to uproot it throw it and burn it yes and you plant a a beautiful nutritious seed you put that in there and let that grow out of something that's that's community based you know that's uh putting in funding uh, you you replace your yeah ar15s with actual programs for the kids in your community you go out there and you you make sure that they're taken care of and the families have that's should be the new policing yeah you know and when i call 911 when someone's having a mental health crisis police don't show up for that only trained professionals just like when we call 911 uh when there's a house fire the fire department shows up when somebody's having a medical emergency the ambulance shows up i think that that is so that when people are like so who you go that we already do that with nine one one. Yeah, police don't come for everything. Yeah, because they're not trained to be everything. We shouldn't put that on them. Well, and I think that's a really great idea is to start adding because because the thing is, it's like the the police department like they've got a lot on their shoulders, but they're not funded properly. If no. we were able to fund them in a way to where they are not care, I I I, I personally. I don't believe we're actually protecting and serving. Yes, I don't believe that you should be pulled over for not using your signal. I don't believe that you should be pulled over because your license plate light isn't on. Like those things are money. Yeah, money grabbers. Shouldn't have to reach a quota. Exactly, and I I feel like we shouldn't have like traffic stops unless you are completely like driving recklessly other people's lives are at risk mm-hmm. that is you know yeah, absolutely hey do you know how fast you're going in this school zone yeah well it's like looking looking uh at germany I be- germany doesn't even have speed limits on their highways like you just go yeah that's true and it's just trusted <laughs> because you're just i mean you know what i'm saying it's like just don't be a dick <laughs> <laughs> that's basically what we're saying yeah uh, like it's the whole thing needs to be just just uh, demolished and then just rebuilt because what what we can rebuild will be far greater than anything that has come before it. it and what be, I've it won't be based on the slave patrol mentality. Black and brown people won't be looked at as devalued or not human, or we have to come up with a hashtag to val- validate our lives. You know. I've been very, very fortunate in my life that my white privileged adults in my life at least recognize to a degree. Mm -hmm. You know, my dad still has that, you know, bootstraps mentality. Like, well, I I got here. So, yeah, you did. But there were other factors and he recognizes that. But he's still, you know, he's still, oh, he's still very like, hey, proud. I came up. Yeah. And he should be. Yeah. You know, he was, you know, like I've, I've not told saying the struggle. Before. And that's what we say. The struggle is not not real. Yes. But some people still have an advantage of the over other people. Being a white male in America. Yes. 
shit. Yes, and he and he does recognize that, and like my mom recognizes her privilege. Like my grandparents recognize their their privilege, and mm-hmm. I've I've been very very lucky that very few adults in my life uh, that I look up to have mm-hmm. disappointed me. Yeah, in that way, and it's been so strange to see that generation because to me, you know, in my little rose colored world, mm-hmm. I, I don't have that. You know, people yeah. know they check themselves. They understand their privilege. Yep. They understand where it comes from. They donate to organizations that benefit those that need the most help. And yet I get on, I mean, social media has really opened up my eyes to a whole world of nastiness. Yeah. And I understand that my feet, my people are the minority in their thinking yeah. in terms of their peers. Yeah. So it really is going to come down to, and I'm so grateful that we've grown up in this age of social media where we've really pulled the curtain back. I mean, we see yeah, Oz you see for it what it nice. is. Yeah. You know, the, there is It no, stinks here. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Like we see it, we recognize it and we're do we, yeah. we're learning from it yeah. and we're vowing. And I know a lot of us as millennials and, and Gen Xers, we've been quiet. Mm-hmm. We have been quiet and it's it's because we're just taking it in. Oh. We're taking it in and we're waiting for that generation to lose power. Oh, so man. when we step into those roles and that's we can I'm... make effective change and we can be true leaders for the kids, the, the Gen Z and below that are that are going to be fighting for this new world that that they want so badly to see. Because keep in mind, these are children yeah. that were born before 9-11 or you know after 9/11 yep. that have known nothing but but school shootings, mass yeah. shootings, fear, Every terrorist day. attack and war. Yeah. That's what these kids have known. And it's not somewhere else. It's here. It's here. Because it's always been here. And and it and they and they're old enough at least to recognize that while while they they understand that you know there was a terrorist attack in New York and it changed our lives forever in America and it changes the way we travel and it changes the way we see other people, but they can also understand that we didn't end up in Iraq because of, because of that, because of the, the, because of the terrorist attack. They've been able to piece together. Oh, I see, I see the strings. I see how exactly right after that people. And I see, I see you kind of got there, but you missed because it's one of those things where we would look at those videos of other countries, but oh man, they're barbaric and we're in the same category. Now the world, the, the curtain has been pulled back for the whole world to see what America truly is. You know, I feel the, like the flaws and all the promises that it has made were all false. But that means that we can, we can get to that point, but it's never been that mm-hmm. for everyone. And now you're about like, Oh my God, you guys are just as bad as us. Get your sh- together. I know we've talked about this before, mm-hmm. but Hollywood is is the most guilty of oh, perpetrating it, these lies. America flying, you know. Well, and, and it's because think of every like war movie that's not based on a true story. You know, you've got your every every antagonist. Ragtag group of white guys. Well, and, well, I, well, I mean, think about it. So thinking about the time that the mm-hmm. movies were made, it reflected the antagonists and the bad guys, the villains of each movie, reflected who the U.S. was at odds with in that Germany, moment in history. You have Rocky. 
Yes, you have German people. You have Russian people. Russian, yep. Oh my god! And then I there were villains for the longest on all of our movies. Yeah, with horrible accents, y'all. I'm talking about like, the worst. At least worst. get a German actor. <laughs> then at the like at Diversify. the uh, at the 9/11 was all uh, and now it's brown all folks, brown you know? folks and Muslim people. And now it's all uh, each internal like racist white folks. Those have been the main enemies on film and television for the past three years. Yep. It's homegrown terrorists because we were over here watching and, and vilifying everybody else. But what about the villains we were creating here? You know, it took me so long to watch American History X. Yeah. Can we keep blinders on? Like as long as we. Well, it's like, well, think about it. I mean, what I understand it is a graphic movie. I yeah. understand there is a lot going on in that movie and it is not for everyone to be able to oh, handle. It's, it's, a, it's a rough scene for sure. But. <laughs> but like. I I only found it because I ran around with friends who were kind of ornery <laughs> that mm-hmm. that had found it because their older brother showed it to them or something just to try to scare them or mess yep. with their heads and it's like I got I got educated or you know I mean I I watched the movie and took a lot from it and it just kind of confused me to the fact that no one had heard of it yeah. like I had to sneak. Because once watching a, this movie, once again, it's it's those things where we can have an actual hate group who has murdered people, murdered thousands of black people, still exists, but you have a Black Panther Party who's vilified, yes, and don't exist. The government came in and shut it down, and they looked at well, the Black Panther. So you think of Black Panther, you think of. Wait, were they violent? Then you learn about them. They weren't violent. They were Black Panthers. What happened to Black Panthers has has been attempted to happen to Antifa, the the vilified Antifa. Mm-hmm. But, but Antifa stands for anti fascist. But but yet and still, the actual they're this, the good guys. And we don't want to we don't want to talk about white supremacy and racism because it is hard a hard pill to swallow. But this is why we have homegrown terrorists because of not. Yes. Vilifying the actual villains who have bodies under their belt. Yes. Whose whole whole is separation and division in a world that's more connected. You got families of black and brown, orange, white. Uh, you did co- not say orange. Orange Girl. is a new black. <laughs> oh, okay. You I feel see what me? You I don't know there. what I'm talking about. But having all these different <laughs> families now, you you you'll go to a store and see. A white grandma with black kids and a and a and a brown son and you know it's this is the world and you got people who are fighting tooth and nail to keep it divided and 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 try to cover up the pile of shit with a with a sparkly cover, but we know it's shit on it. We cleaning it out. Yep. I don't care about that pretty drape you got over the pallet. Kind of like we're hoarders. Yeah, that's, that show. A, that's exactly your well, house is disgusting. Either you clean it up or it will be demolished. You know, that's that's a really good comparison that you're making. Yeah, it's because, a beautiful, big, beautiful house. The house. Yeah. But it's been filled with garbage and the garbage is now corroding and destroying the house. So either you clean it up or you have to demolish it and rebuild. And I think we're at a state uh, in the country where we're going to have to just demolish the whole house. 
and rebuild a new one. It's a great metaphor because, I mean, specifically, we've hoarded these ideologies of of Jim Crow era and even back 400 years ago to the slave mentality that we don't want to let go of because of quote unquote your history status, yeah, and your status, you know, heritage. Yeah. It's like that. I would be ashamed of myself if that was my heritage. Ashamed. I, I would, would be doing everything in my power. I wouldn't have a dime to my name. I mean, I've done my research on my ancestors because I am very interested in mm-hmm. learning about where I come from. And I've been scared. <laughs> oh, I've, oh, I was terrified. I mean, I always, I knew like up to where like my, my grandfather's grandparents. Okay. And I knew that we came from Southern Illinois Ooh. and it was like, crap like this this can't be good because we might have come up from somewhere or something of that i i was terrified Mm -hmm. so when i got back i got back all the way to the 1600s of my family lineage and i was very fortunate to not break we we came we migrated down from from up north Mm -hmm. and from the east instead of like coming up from the south like thank goodness like we never had we never came from that kind of lifestyle part is that racism was all over the place. Oh, absolutely! My grandfather is from a sundown town. Got to see that. Got to see that uh, show. Them on Amazon. I was just about to ask you about that. You did watch that. Yeah. Oh. I was talking to a girlfriend, and she said she ha- she couldn't watch it. She oh. she wanted to, but she was she was scared for it. She she was scared about it. She was oh, scared yeah. about what it would do to her mental it's, health. It's American Horror Story. Like yeah, any, <laughs> that's why like monsters and ghosts. Those movies don't scare me, but the the movies that do terrify me are the movies that are based in reality. Yeah. Horror, true American horror stories. So yeah, them is a show. Uh, you, you watch that. There's, there was, there's never been a safe place for black and brown people in history. But it can be now. It can be. But it we've got to start. Now. But we have to start by actually having those policies and, and, and legislation in place where there's actual repercussions and accountability for your actions as law enforcement and the criminal justice system. Um, all of the above. That's why we got to have people that actually are in politics. You feel me? Absolutely. People that are actually for the people. It was um, one of the representatives uh, was talking to Stacey Abrams. Uh, it was an older white dude. Talking about, well, list some things about this new, because you know she's fighting back yeah. with the new. She was. Yeah. Oh, and another. Th- <laughs> like, you and can tell he's thing. not used to d- having that debate or addressing someone who's well educated and know what the flip she's talking about. Like, that's what we need more of in these positions in, in, in politics to wipe out those who are just spewing all that misinformation and stupidity without any basis in reality. You got to have educated individuals who are actually for the people, not for the party, not for for interest groups who are paying them, you know, well, uh, but for people who are actually, this is going to harm or this is going to uh, alleviate barriers and um, elevate our community. You make a really excellent point, and I just want to touch out to um, to you who's listening right now. If if you at any point during any of our episodes over the last 
almost year yeah, now. Almost a year. Yeah. If at any point you felt uncomfortable, if at any point you felt attacked, and if at any point you felt like we were full of it, and you want to challenge us or you want to sit down Man, and, ch- and broaden your mind, broaden your challenges. horizons a little bit. I would love to sit down with you, yeah. even if it's a, a social distance situation or if it's a phone call or just send me a message um, on our Facebook page, mm-hmm. on our personal pages. We want to be able to have these conversations, not only to be able to educate, but in a safe way. We're yeah. never going to attack you or call you names for feeling different than than how we feel. Absolutely. Not. We have a different way of 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 feeling and of thinking based on our own experiences. And of course, we're going to respect and acknowledge your experiences mm-hmm. as well. But if you are struggling with these, with these, with these thoughts, with these of, thoughts with these and these racist convers- pre- yeah. prejudices at all, like we're here to help too. That's the yeah. whole reason why I wanted to start this podcast was to not just talk amongst each other, but to actually educate uh, and challenge and you. challenge. Yeah. Yeah. And- I want you to, to hear these and go, well, I'm, I think that, but I'm not racist. Yeah. That it's it's a it's a weird, complicated process. Yeah. And all of us, especially as white privileged individuals, we need to be able to recognize those situations. So you may not think that you're privileged, but sitting down with someone who can who looks like you, who used to think like you or similar mm-hmm. to you, might be able to break down those walls a little bit and get yeah. you on a better um and more healthy way of thinking yes so please reach out to us if you have um any questions or want to have any discussions i'm 100 down. down for that yeah. yeah we are down it's it's and and we're not individuals who when new information is being presented that we're not 100 you know um yeah you got set facts. in our ways yeah absolutely you got facts i'm listening yeah i want to learn everything i can from every side that's the point i think of of us as grow to to be able to grow we can't just listen to people that think like us no we have to think we have to think like outside of the box and outside of ourselves at times mm-hmm. right and be outside our bubbles because i know it's hard for a lot of people when i get those direct messages or just want to have conversations because a lot of times it's dealing with people who you love yeah who think that and it's hard to vilify them, you know, to see them as what they are. Not saying that they're villains. They're just misguided and this is what you've been raised to believe, you know? It's a long process. It's okay to challenge uh what you've grown up with. But for some people that's hard to do. Like just like most black people have generational trauma. Oh yeah, most we have that for real. Like when I Absolutely. see uh yeah, no, it, it exists. Yeah, and white people have generational prejudice. Yes. And I'm not saying that, you know, you're a bad person for having these things or knowing these things or believing these things, but you have to break the cycle at some point. Yes. Because the thing is, you know, trauma is a lot harder to move on from and heal from than prejudice. Yes. You can unlearn racist and prejudice ideologies and our people of color counterparts are are facing struggles on top of their own daily struggles that that caused their ancestors harm. Yeah. Like they carry they've carried these they've carried this weight for literal centuries. It's 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 super uh just exhausting. Absolutely. That's what it is. It's it's not one of those exhausts like, oh woe is me. It's just damn man. Again. Does it have to take all and just like I said at the beginning of this episode, um, 
of why does it have to take so much, mm-hmm. you know, for us to hold our breath like, oh, what's the verdict going to be? You know, that shouldn't happen. But it does. But yeah, the fact, fact that we were scared about the verdict when tells you all everything. evidence presents that the individual is guilty, like a George Zimmerman, every evidence showed that he murdered Trayvon Martin. Yet and still, he didn't get convicted or charged with anything. And was able to go off and do all his stupid race, racist uh, activities. But to... Uh, and he's allowed to sign bags of Skittles and hoodies today. You feel me? Disgusting. Disgusting. But... On that note. Yes. Tell me something good. Hey, you keep fighting a good fight, all right? It is making a difference. It truly, truly is making a difference. You speaking up, not just with the signs or hashtags on social media or or in public, but those fights and those challenges that you're having with your loved ones are of the utmost importance. Those are the people that you should be challenging uh, each and every day. Don't don't avoid them. Actually challenge them. That's how we change our the bubble that we've been in. It's all love, baby. It's all love, baby. Do it with love. And keep on saving the world. Every day. You just listen to Shyler and Tat Save the World. Listen to new podcast episodes every Friday. And follow us at Shyler Tat Save the World on Facebook and Instagram. You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.